0: The whole idea of balance, uh, you know, we talk about that. And I guess I use that word still, but I mm-hmm. really tried to use more of the word like integration. Like how do we integrate all these things that we love and that we're passionate about? And how do we make sure everything's kind of working together? And how do we align some of these things? This is the Imperfect Dad
1: MD podcast, where I'm helping dads like myself embrace their parenting imperfections and rediscover what it means to be a dad in the 21st century. Hello, and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. I am a board-certified pediatrician, husband, and father of two boys. And today, I'm really excited about today's interview. I got to interview Dr. Peter Kim. And if you are not familiar with who he is... He is the creator of the blog and podcast Passive Income MD, where he discusses real estate and all things kind of involved with that. Um, he also has created courses involving that. He's been to a lot of conferences and given speeches on this, as well as recently in the last year or so, he has created this leverage and growth community where he is helping like minded physicians embrace and help each other with these kind of projects and things they want to work on outside of medicine. And he is the person that got me started on my blog and got me started on my podcast. And so he is the one I have to thank today and just let him know that I really appreciate everything he's done for me in my life with me learning to get my voice out there and, and find the things that I'm interested in, find the things that I enjoy outside of medicine. I obviously still love medicine. plan to do medicine for a long time, but he really helped me find my voice in that. So again, Peter... Gonna thank you again, and one of the other reasons I'm really excited about this interview is that you know with with Peter and everything he does, and, and his wife too. His wife's actually does a lot of things too, um, outside of medicine, and just getting to watch all the things they do. We get to see all the the great things they do with real estate and with these conferences and summits and everything like that. But we don't always get to know the person behind the microphone. And I think getting to know Peter's story on being a dad and being a husband and you know how he was raised to to learn to be what a dad is and how he's kind of used that for his home life today, I think is really important for everybody to take a listen to and kind of see how he balances those ideals of fatherhood and being a husband and working and doing all these other things on the side. How do you find... Well, I'm not going to use the word balance, and we'll talk about why later on, why we maybe don't use that balance word. But um, how do you find that way to make it all work? So I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Um, Before we get started, remember, I always remind you guys to subscribe, leave a review. Those five-star reviews are really helpful for me because number one, it shows me you care and it shows me you're getting something out of these podcasts. And number two, it helps bring the podcast ranking up higher so that others can find this podcast and hopefully get some help from it. So without further ado, let's get to it. All right. I'm here with Dr. Peter Kim. Um, Peter is a blogger, a podcaster, and um, really good at putting together virtual summits. So uh, I think we're adding to the repertoire there. And I'm really glad to have him here today because without Peter, I would not be doing what I am doing right now. So uh, Peter, welcome. Thanks for joining me.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Jeremy. This is fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, before we get started, for those that don't know who you are, um, can you just kind of give a brief background on who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm an OB anesthesiologist in Los Angeles, and a couple years into practice, just decided that um, in order to take a little bit more control of my life, I need to create other streams of income. So I happened to do that, started investing in real estate, started building some businesses, started telling everybody about it, created a brand called Passive Income MD. And through that, i uh, been able to uh, set up a course a besides the blog, podcast, um, uh, conferences, uh, we've set up something called the Leverage and Growth uh, community, and honestly, it's just been a fun ride. Just uh, being with a lot of people who are interested in learning how to take control of their lives through other streams of income.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you've you've definitely done a lot. And for those who aren't familiar with Peter, I'll leave a link to all of his things that he does in the show notes, so you guys can check that out if you want to. Um, but the other part of of Peter is that he's a dad, he's a husband. Um, and for people out there who don't know you, what's what's your family set up like right now? What's the dynamics?
0: Yeah, I've been married to my wife. Oh man, I should have prepared this. It is now like almost 12 years. I have a wife who is also a physician. She's an ophthalmologist and I met her med school. We had separate med schools, but uh, we got married. We live in Los Angeles together. I have two young kids. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old.
1: Yeah. So you're kind of close to us. Cause we, yeah, we're at four and eight. So uh, I, I get that. And you know, I like it's pretty fun watching when you are on your videos and your kids kind of come running through the background sometime and you are like, yep, I totally get that. I, I can relate completely <laughs> to it. So it's, it's, it's good to see that. Um, do you feel like for you guys, so four and seven, did you guys have kids then after residency or were you still in residency when you guys had kids?
0: Uh, m- much, much after. I mean, I okay. think we were married for at least five years. We had both been in attending for a while and, um, yeah, it's something we actually had tried for a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. We had hoped to have family a little earlier, but I guess it just wasn't in the cards. Yeah, And so we tried for a little while and eventually, um, yeah, the second one came a little faster.
1: Cool. Yeah. That, it's always the second one shows that shows. Yeah. up you Don't expect it. <laughs> um, cool. So do you guys feel like you were on the same page in terms of parenting styles, tactics, ideas before you guys had kids, or did that take a lot of kind of teamwork and discussion before you guys had that first one?
0: Yeah. I mean, I wish we had a, we probably should have had more discussions about it. I think we just were so excited by the idea of having a kid. We didn't really discuss what was going to happen afterwards. Yeah, uh, Like in terms of parenting styles and that sort of thing. I think we, we both grew up in, in pretty similar backgrounds um, in terms of like immigrant families and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, having education as the priority and making sure it's a pretty strict or very, uh, yeah, some rules in the household. And so we, we kind of uh, had that same mentality, like um, going into this thing. But it's funny because like, I think times change, right? You can't parent the same way that your parents parented, even though you feel like you, feel, you know, you turned out all right. It's not like you can do exactly what they did. Uh, it was a different time. And so there's definitely been some challenges. We're still learning. Even we've had these discussions even up to yesterday. Like, how do we do better?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's probably a question all parents have every single day. Even this morning, you know, like I said, we have a four and eight year old and I took them both to school today because it's my day off and our four year old was doing great. Our eight year old was a mess. And so by the time I dropped him off, I'm like, okay, how could I have handled that better? Or does my kid hate me right now? I'm not really sure. But (laughs) we'll see at the end of the day if he still hates me. Um... But yeah. So for you, you know, as a dad, um, we'll kind of back up with your life a little bit. Do you feel like there was a set person in your life that really defined what a dad was to you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I had a very strong father figure in my life. My dad, he he was also a physician. So in many ways I just followed in his footsteps and he was, he was a surgeon. So he was pretty busy. And so I don't remember a lot about our childhood, um, like having him taking out to like, you know, ball games and these kind of things. It just really, you know, I think for him, the value uh, in terms of how he felt he could contribute to the family. And this kind of thing was really more about creating that income, going out there, working hard and that sort of thing. And that was a priority. And, you know, my mother's more of her priority was to be at home. And take care of the children, and so I don't remember a lot of my father taking me to these events and this kind of thing. I mean, he definitely liked to play some golf here and there. He tried mm-hmm. to take me there, but um, yeah, it, it, was, it was mostly my mother that raised us, like you know, day to day.
1: Yeah. And do you feel like that prepared you for being a dad now, or how do you feel like your your views of dad has changed based on your childhood with your dad?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I appreciate everything he did, and I appreciate how hard he worked. But I know when I've talked to him later in life. Like I asked my parents and I said, well, like, what was the happiest time, times of your lives? And they said, I mean, every period has been good and different in different ways, but if they really look back, they said probably the most fun, challenging, but interesting time in their lives was when we were in the house, when the kids were in the house and we were younger and that sort of thing. And if they could go back, like that, was a, that would be the time that they would go back to because, you know, although again, it was challenging having everybody around, that was kind of where they really felt like they were needed. They felt like there was purpose. I mean, again, every day was a little bit different. So there was a little bit of variety there for them. And so, you know, for me, when I, when they told me that, I started thinking about my life and my career and what I was doing. And I was like, wait a minute, like, why, why am I working so hard right now? You know, for like this 20 or 30 year, you know, quote unquote retirement, or that sort of thing. When I'm like giving up my time, you know, for like what really matters right now, or this is like the precious time, or this is the time I'm going to look back and say, oh, I wish I was able to spend more time with my kids, spend more time with my wife, like it gained these experiences. And so that kind of shifted my mindset a lot about how I parent, how much time I spend working versus not. I mean, I've, I've basically come to, to decision that I can work more later if I need to. Um, I, this time, I'm not going to get back. So I, I try to really focus on trying to make the most of, of whatever I have now. And I think it's interesting,
1: you know, you, you comment on that because really that, that shift in even parenting and being a dad and stuff has definitely changed. You know, you mentioned how your dad was a physician. My dad was a physician too. And it's kind of the same background where it was work, 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 work. A lot of the times based on that, that career choice. And that was kind of really what the mindset for being the dad was at that time. And now it's, we have a lot more of this. This focus on home and being around and being present, especially with our families when it's a younger family. And so um, I, I definitely think that balance is, is not always easy to come to and people to try to find that balance. Um, and, I, and I think that's a big thing for our generation is trying to figure out how do you do this? How do you, how do you make that work? And, and I guess touching on that, you know, we, we kind of touched a little bit on the things that you do outside of medicine. Your wife as well is busy outside of medicine with things that she does too. So how do you guys find that balance and getting all these other things? At least to me, it looks like all these other things that you're doing. I know there's ways to kind of automate it and make it a little bit smoother, but how do you feel like you guys do with balancing all the extra stuff plus the parenting?
0: Yeah. I mean, at times like, I feel like I fail miserably. <laughs> like it's like the whole idea of balance. Uh, you know, we talk about that and uh, I've, I've, I guess I use that word still, but I've mm-hmm. really tried to use more of the word like integration. Like how do we integrate all these things that we love and that we're passionate about and how do we make sure everything's kind of working together and how do we align some of these things? Meaning that like, you know if there's something that i love to do like but i love to be a present father and i love to be a present husband like how do we align those things so that we're actually doing all those things together for example simple thing like if i love to travel you know or do these kind of things like how could i bring my family like how can i get them to be passionate about it or do it with them so that we can serve all these needs at the same time and i think with my work and that sort of thing even what i do with like passive income md or do all these type of things like somehow if i can integrate my wife Into it, for example, she's helping me. Like, she really is passionate about social media. Mm -hmm. And she's so good at it, like her TikToks and and stuff like that. And I I see that she's passionate about it. And I know I need some aspect of that in my businesses and things like that. So I ask her to help me. And so we're working together as a family to build my social media stuff. (laughs) She makes me dance and do all these kind of things. Right. And that's why sometimes you'll see my kids like in some of these videos and do that because like I want to spend time with them, but we want to have fun too. And so, how do I integrate them into my work? into what we do and find that quote unquote balance. But definitely we look to get a lot of, we get get a lot of help and we make sure we ask for it because we understand that we're, you know, we cannot do this on our own. Whether it's like one person really needs that time to take care of some things for a few hours, you know, go and do that, Mm -hmm. you know, between myself and my wife. We also have some, our, you know, our in-laws and our parents around and we are very intentional about being close to them. Because we know that we need that help for parenting, um, you know, just to give us a break sometimes from like as a husband and wife, you know, to go out and have a date night. Like, you know, these all kind of things go together. And so it's definitely been a challenge and we're always looking to see what other people are doing and to see how they do it well. And we're not afraid to ask, like, how are you doing it? And these kind of things. But I found that, yes, if you can build the right support structure behind you, be super intentional about your time again, look at what you're passionate about and try to align those things and do a lot of those things together, then, then it starts to work. Now with the career thing and trying to integrate that in terms of my medical career, I've had to take a step back. And that's been like a conscious decision. If I'm going to try to make all these things work, whether it's my business, my family, and do all these things uh, and put it all together, I I realized I had to step away from work a little bit. Now there's some, definitely some fear there. (laughs) You know, you give up some income, you give up some security. But again, I realized I can get that later. I can, there, for a physician, that job will always be there, in my opinion. Like you can always step into a, an academic, a, a, like whatever type of position, a secure employee job that'll be there, but this time won't be there. So uh, I, I'm willing to give that up right now to, to get the real balance or integrated life that I want.
1: No, definitely. That's, that's, uh, I think, I think what you guys are doing, it seems to be showing at least on our side. You know, from all of us viewing you guys on the outside, it, it seems that we be only let well. you we only
0: let you see so much. That's <laughs> exactly,
1: <why. laughs> that's that's the big part of it. Um, yeah, and you know, touch you touched a little bit on using your resources around you, like in laws and things like that, so you and your wife can get time to have just together and get those days. So you guys feel like you do a good job on on kind of balancing and scheduling that out too.
0: Yeah, so we you know we had some help from the very beginning. You know, it's funny because when I grew up, it was just me and you know my my sister. And my two parents were there. My mom, you know, took on most of the responsibilities of, of you know, picking up us up from school, you know, making sure we did our, you know, music lessons and, and you know, whatever, like soccer practice, whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the one like kind of doing everything and even at home and doing all that, you know, with my wife, it's a little different situation because, you know, she's a, a working spouse and she loves that aspect too. She loves being a physician and doing all these sort of things. And so we, again, made a conscious decision to say, like, what aspects of being a mother or do aspects for me of being a dad that I, that, you know, what are the things we don't enjoy? And so for us, some of that stuff that we didn't enjoy were like some of those things like, you know, cleaning the house or Mm -hmm. doing these kind of things didn't bring joy to her. I know it brings joy to some people, but it doesn't bring joy to her in particular. And so we said, all right, well, why don't we, why don't we have somebody else do that? You know? So that gives us, that buys us our time back. So we actually, in our household, we actually have a live-in nanny. And so we have somebody, you know, it's not really more of a nanny. It's more like she really helps with all the other stuff. Yeah. And, um, and we do that because we, we want somebody there to help with all that. And, you know, fortunately, we have the resources to be able to do that. But it's really allowed us to focus on the things that we enjoy most. We want to spend that time with our kids. We want to focus on them like we focus on them and Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about some of these other tasks and chores that need to get done. And then, um, also again, when sometimes when, like, let's say the kids are asleep or something like that, my wife and I can sneak out for a nice dinner, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're able to kind of just commit to our, and really kind of focus on our marriage as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. And I think, you know, I know you talk about this a lot and a lot of others in the community do as well and sort of buying your time back. So, it's finding those things that you don't mm-hmm. enjoy doing or you find to be a time suck and and find a way like, hey, we can use our financial resources to get that time resource back and that experience resource back. So, I, I really like that, kind of how you guys are doing that too. Um, you know, for I, I'd say for any new dads out there or, or experienced dads who maybe they are struggling or things like that, is there kind of one tip that you've picked up through, I guess, parenting. I mean, I know obviously both you and I still have the younger kids, you know, we haven't had to go through the teen years luckily yet, but is there one thing, like if someone asked you, Hey, what's your one recommendation as a dad, you'd give me, what would that be? Yeah,
0: (laughs) no, I I heard this story one time about somebody who, you know, I think they had like five kids and the kids are all over the place. And, And, and it's like, how do you like stay sane? in that moment, because I don't know about you, but like even with my two kids, I'm constantly like, Oh my gosh, you're doing this or do doing that. And you're Mm -hmm. like, you know, you try not to get upset here and do that. And I I remember hearing that story about that person who had like five kids, like, how do you actually make it work? And they said, just don't have too many rules. (laughs) (laughs) Like the more rules you have, the more people break them and the more you'll get upset. Not that you don't care about certain things, but if you can figure out like, what are the most important things where, you know, in terms of rules that you believe are essential to keep a good household, to keep your kids moving forward, you know, to grow, you know, these kind of things. I just said like the the less rules you create that need to like really, um, that need to be like done in your household, like the less you're going to get upset about it. And the more you're going to be able to kind of enjoy your experience as a father. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't want my kids to do well, right? I want them to study hard. I I want them to be, you know, exposed to so many different things, you know, but I I think the core, at the core, the things that I've really focused on when I talk to my children, it's like one of the biggest things, like there's a very few, like really non-negotiables or that sort of thing. And I focus more on like, you know, character building and and like generosity. Um, That, that is a huge tip. The other tip that I've learned from somebody else that has been actually pretty, um, for me, like kind of life-changing and it has helped my relationship with my kid, but also I feel that I've become a better parent as a result is I, I do affirmations with my kid, <laughs> like, like pretty much every morning mm-hmm. with both of my kids. We just, it used to be like, we do it on the way to school, but now like, since we don't have school in their virtual school, we just do it in front of the mirror, like after they brush their teeth. Yeah. And so we've come up with like really just affirmations for the kids, whatever it might be. We, you know, I help them, they kind of help me create what it is and then it's just kind of like we do something every morning. It's kind of like a ritual and a routine. And like it really ingrains in the stuff that I'm trying to ingrain into my children. For example, like for my daughter, like every morning we say like, I'm strong. I am brave. I am beautiful. Like I can do anything I put my mind to. When I fall down, I get back up and, you know, what's your name? And then what are you? And she says like, I'm blessed. And we do this kind of thing like every day, mm-hmm. like as a family, and I think that's been like a really powerful thing for me as a dad. Like I get to really try to ingrain those things in and I see it. The funny thing is I see it, like actually start to pay off in their lives. Like my kid will fall, he'll get up on his own. He'll say, when I fall down, I get back up, you know? And these kind of things, or somebody said something about, the, you know, my, my daughter at school, like somebody said something and I said, you know, does it matter what they say. She says, no, because I'm strong, brave and beautiful. You know, so it's like, Absolutely, these kind of yeah. things are like, as like a father, I feel like I'm making an impact And that's like one of the really coolest things that I happen to see somebody else do. I didn't come up with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I started integrating into my life and that's been like a powerful thing. And so I highly recommend for anybody who is a father out there wants to find a way to connect with their kids, like on a daily basis, even in a small way, those like morning kind of like affirmations or rituals, it's just a really cool way to do that.
1: I love that. That's great. Yeah. You know, I, if you look at a lot of pediatric psychology and, and sense of identity and self and those types of things, it's, is what are we hearing about ourselves on a frequent basis is what really defines us in our brains and in our minds. And I think for our kids, definitely, they're so easily pliable on figuring out, am, am I loved? Am I not loved? Am I a good kid? Am I a bad kid? And all the little things we say about them really affects that. And I no, I love that. I think that's definitely something every, every parent Dad or mom or whoever should do with their kids every day. So that's that's good. That's going in the in the bank for later. Okay, so, <laughs>
0: still cool. work in progress, my it friend. It is still man, a work. Always man.
1: no, but hey, take yeah. the wins where you can, and yeah. you know, progress every day. So that's great. Well, cool. I mean, any other I guess la- leaving comments that you can think of or, or anything there. I mean, those are some great tips that you had there, and I, I know you guys have had a lot of different experiences. And so I'd love if you have any other kind of thoughts or tips or anything about being a parent and what you're doing right now and how it balances out And again. Yeah, I first of all, balance, I, love that, I is- love
0: that you're doing this because uh, you know, it's not something that I'm, I'm sure my father like never talked to his colleagues and friends about this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even out there as as a thing, and so you know, people like you who are putting it out there, and you know, the, there are a lot of especially physicians, fathers that want to be better at what they do. Uh, you know, so things like this are, are super helpful. So thank you for doing this. Um, you know, there's a book that I read recently that kind of reinforces some of the stuff that I was talking about. It's called Die with Zero, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's I'm not done yet book yet, but I'm getting my way through it, and it's it's just kind of re- it's like almost like preaching to the choir, but I love it because. It kind of talks about, you know, you know, it kind of draws basically two lines where your income over time, you know, it does go up, right? As a physician or as a high income professional, you work and you know, you can make more money and that income starts to grow as your investments grow and all this stuff. And like, it probably reaches a peak somewhere around your retirement age. And you see that one line go up. And then the other line though, is like your health and your health starts to slowly over time, like, you know, decrease and you see it intersect at some point. And what the book basically says is there's like a prime period where your income is good enough to really enjoy life. And then your health is still there to really enjoy life and your goal. And your, you know, what you're hopefully are able to do is recognize where you are in that prime period and make sure you make the most out of it. And so, um, for me, like I look at my life right now and I see my kids are growing up. It's just so fun to hang out with them. I'm healthy enough. My wife is healthy you know, my parents are still there. Her parents are luckily still healthy. And so I'm like, this is the prime period. Like that made me realize like, this is the prime period to be a dad, to be a present husband and all that stuff. So I better take advantage of this and do everything I can to enjoy this moment right now. And that was a great reminder. And so that's kind of a tip that I have for people like recognize where are you on that path and that journey? Like, do you have that income? You know, are you in good health? Like, is this the prime period for you? And if that is, maximize that time because you're never going to get that time back. And you might look back and say, Hey, like that was the coolest time in my life. And I wish I had spent a little bit more time in that period.
1: Definitely. No, that's great. You said it was called Die Daiwa zero. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to have to definitely check that out. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Another good tip from Peter there. So, well, great, man. Thanks again for taking your time out to talk with me about dad life and parenting. And hopefully we can connect again sometime in the future to talk about some more stuff.
0: Awesome. Thanks for this. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate it. This has been the Imperfect Identity Podcast, and I just want to thank Peter Kim again for coming out and talking with me about dad life and everything he's done. It was really interesting for me to see um, how his life is behind the scenes from everything he does, and it really helps me kind of reevaluate my life and, and my lens and how I'm looking at things. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Again, I remember to subscribe, leave a review, let me know if I'm what you think I'm doing is is good or what's not good am I work on. Again, if you want to contact me, you can contact me at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, um, stay imperfect out there, guys. You're not supposed to be perfect. None of us are. Um, you know, I touched in the interview with Peter that I had kind of a rough start of the morning with our eight-year-old son, and I was worried he might hate me when I picked him up. And the good news is I picked him up and he still loved me. So that's a good thing. And he even let me put him to bed tonight. So that was a good thing too. So you may feel like you're screwing up your kids sometime. You might feel like you're failing, but you're not. They love you. Um, and just embrace those imperfections, guys. We'll see you next time.
0: My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.